Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. This is the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I'm Space for Bright Day. All right, guys, so we have a very special treat for you right now. Joining a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast right now is Alicia Atut, the interview queen herself. And Brandon, you're probably responsible for half of her creepy DMs. He's here with us as well. Brandon. <laughs> look, I'd like to apologize in advance. Um, but, look, I, I had to do it, you know. And it, People are famous. I don't know what to do around famous people. Please, so please, just Brandon. Throwing it already... out there. I'm seeing what sticks. Brandy, you've already embarrassed me in front of Chris Van Vliet. Don't embarrass me in front of Alicia Toot, please. Alicia. <laughs> two for two for the interviewers. <laughs> Alicia, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Today is one of those days I'm not traveling, so I've just been doing a bunch of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, emailing, coordinating, filming. So it's a pretty chill day, yeah. That's awesome. So like, I, go ahead, Brandy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, are you just like a one-person like media conglomerate? Like army, like how does this work? Do you just do it all yourself? Yeah, everything's DIY. So it's been that way since I was like 17 starting this website. I do all the emailing, all the social media, all the editing, the filming. Like it's a one man band over here. That's awesome. Like that, that's really inspiring to me because that's pretty much what I do, Brandon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. yeah, I don't really do much. Uh, but, but what, he does a good job. But what made you start that? I mean, just to ask you that right off the bat, what made you start Ambi? And if, for anyone that doesn't know what Ambi is, go ahead and tell them what that stands for. Yeah, absolutely. So Ambi stands for a music blog. Yeah, I've kind of transitioned out of that a little bit since I don't just cover right. music anymore. But that is what it originally started as. I started the site when I was 16 or 17 years old. It was just a hobby. Uh, my parents kind of told me, why don't you just throw stuff online and see if it sticks and have some fun. So I did. And it stuck. And next thing I know, it kind of like propelled into a bunch of other stuff I never saw coming. But I'm thankful it's here. <laughs> um it's pretty much just my YouTube channel. I interview musician, musicians, wrestlers, uh, celebrities, whoever I kind of dig and want to shoot the breeze with. I just have on my show. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I, you know, a lot of the wrestling fans don't understand that you do a lot more, or at least you used to in, in the in the music business, and kind of have acclimated now towards doing the wrestling business full time. If if I'm not correct, I mean, you still do uh, one or two music interviews. Uh, don't get me wrong on the channel, but it's mostly wrestling content now, right? Yeah, wrestling's kind of taken over, and it was very unexpected. I originally thought, okay, it's a music site, like, just the way it's going to be. And then I started seeing a lot of success doing the music interviews, so my dad said, why don't you try and bring wrestlers? You've been a wrestling fan since you were a kid, so give it a shot. And so I did my first wrestling interview at a local promotion here in Toronto. It went super well. I was like, oh, I guess I can do this. Why not? It's a whole other market, whole new fan base. And then all of a sudden, I was just having so much fun doing it. And there were a lot more opportunities uh, and interviews in general coming up that I just started doing way more wrestling stuff. So it wasn't ever a goal of mine from the get-go or anything like that. It just happened very naturally, which is pretty much like my whole story is just right place, right time. Or, you know, so, yeah, I uh, never set out for it, but I'm, I'm stoked it's, it happened. It's a lot of fun. 
Well, they say timing is everything. And I think, uh, you know, two of my favorite interviewers, which are obviously you and Chris Van Vliet, like have both done that. And, and it's it's so it's so I admire it so much that like you kind of started, you know, with a general goal and, and the, in the entertainment business. And now you've kind of just geared it straight towards one subject, which is professional wrestling. I mean, you just uh, correct me if I'm wrong, signed a, a multi-year deal with MLW. So congratulations uh, for that. And uh how is that? I mean, I mean, t- talk about your role if, for those who are, aren't watching MLW, which you should, by the way. Please plug that. Yes, you absolutely should. He is right. Uh, MLW is awesome. It all came about. Um, they just they knew who I was. I had been doing a ton of freelance and other shows for other promotions, and they reached out to me saying, "Hey, we really like what you're all about. We'd love for you to come out to our December tapings in New York, and we can see if we're a match. I want to make sure you're comfortable." Um, they wanted to make sure that they were happy with me and we ended up all being very happy after those first tapings. It just felt like a natural hit. Uh, the first day we did pre-tapes, the second day was a show day. That's their, their format. And I remember it was the first day we weren't even done like half the pre-tapes and they approached me and they were like, Hey, so we'd like to talk about signing. And I was like, ah, it's happening. Like, this is crazy. And, um, you know, people, fans love making rumors. So I feel like everyone was like, oh, she's already signed. She's done this. She's done that. But like, I've never come out and said I was ever signed until it actually happened with these guys. And I'm so glad I waited. I'm so glad this opportunity came about because it just feels like such a good fit. I've been so happy the two, three months now since I've signed. It's such a good home for me. Everyone hustles. Um, there's no negativity. The locker room's positive. Like, it's something I haven't experienced before. And I love it. So I'm just like, I'm, I could talk about it for forever. I'm psyched to be a part of MLW. And rightfully yeah. so. I mean, I mean, that's such a big opportunity, which again, I like I said, I admire. Um, let me ask you, though, um, as someone who, you know, I work for a local Fed here in Florida. Well, Brandon does as well. We do commentary. But specifically, I do backstage interviews. Um, let me let me ask you, do you find it hard or as hard as I do to basically go from talking in like a real life sense for like maybe your YouTube channel to having to talk in like kayfabe and kind of be, talk uh, like as a character or does it come naturally for you? I think it comes more naturally because when I go into doing backstage interviews, I'm myself. Like there isn't really a character. It's just myself put in weird situations, whether it's like being pushed into a corner or screamed at by some like muscly dude, like, or some girl giving me like these devil eyes during a promo. Like it's just me adapting to it. I don't really have a, have a gimmick per se whenever I do my promos. So, and I've also done a lot of, um, gimmick promos on my site from like, Rosemary, like I want to call it a bunch of, but you, you get the gist. Like I've done a bunch right. of them. And so I think since I was already kind of prepped for that, going into the backstage role came a lot more organically. And if I hadn't done those kinds of interviews for my site, I would have like probably shot the bed and been like, what am I supposed to do here? How do you play off of anybody? So yeah, I'm glad I had the practice. Right. That's awesome. And now one person I, I do want to shout out that you've interviewed uh, fairly recently uh, because I work with her so much. Um, so a lot of the backstage, uh, backstage interviews I do are with Izzy. So, um, I, I want, I was going to say, what are, what are your thoughts on working with Izzy and, and her future in the business? Just to give her a little shout out. I love Izzy. It was one of those things where like, I only knew of her at first because of the whole Bailey thing. You're like, Oh, it's the Bailey kid. Like, and I think that's how everyone knew her at first. Then she started hustling and like showing up places and putting in the time and the work. And I was like, damn girl, like that's awesome. Yep. Cause even though she's, she is younger than us like i have some years on her not tons though <laughs> and that's the thing like when i started i was 16 17 she's now doing stuff i think what is she like 12 now she's 12 yeah yeah right 
So like, that's absolutely incredible. And when I interviewed her and I saw her, I was like, holy schnikes. Like she has that same hustle, drive, passion. Like yep. it's so <laughs> cheesy, but I was like, I see so much of you and me. It's crazy. So I think it's amazing that a lot of people who are younger are going out there, putting their selves on the line. Cause there's so much critique. There's so many no's so much failure, whether you're the absolute best, everyone faces failure. So she's, she's a brave kid because this industry can suck at times. And at times it can be like the best thing that's ever happened to you. So kudos uh, to Izzy mania. She is like, she's a, she's a good one. Absolutely. And I, and I can say I, I personally gravitated towards her and her family just because it's, it's funny when you talk to people, it doesn't take more than a minute or two to kind of recognize who has that drive and who doesn't. And, yes. um, you know, and, and you can kind of see that, that, that light in their eyes and you're like, okay, she's got something and it doesn't matter oh. if she's 12 or 24, you know, it, it, she's, she's got a future in the business. So I just wanted to give her a little shout out. Yeah. Um, so something, something super random, just because I, I hear you're a fan. So have you heard the new Haley Williams, uh, single simmer? Yeah. <laughs> yet i got a press release for it like yesterday or, or maybe two like a day before it came out but i haven't listened to it yet which is so weird because i had like two tweets sent to me yesterday saying alicia should interview Haley williams and i love her like since right. i was a kid paramore were my band like the amount of times i wrote that riot cover over and over during school <laughs> just to kill time like i went through so many red and black markers it's embarrassing um i had the little emo scene haircut when i was like yeah, yeah, the bangs. <laughs> oh, so bad it's so good i wanted to just be her so i haven't heard it yet simply because of like recording and getting packed for this weekend and like trying to get stuff together. Um, I just haven't even thought of it since I saw that release, but I want, I want to hear it because she has one of the best voices hands down, uh, not only in rock music, but just like in general, she's incredible. Absolutely. So, I mean, have you heard, have you ever heard of uh, Flyleaf? Cause it's a very similar band. I feel like you'll like them if you haven't. I feel like I've definitely heard that name before. Like, I feel like I've definitely heard it. I just can't put anything to it. Sounds so familiar. I was going to say, so definitely, definitely check out some Flyleaf afterwards. But um, Brandon, what were you saying? Yeah, I was going to ask her if she heard of uh, Courage My Love. If she oh, yeah, I've, I've interviewed them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> ah, there we go. I have more headspace now. That's a wonderful yeah. thing. Hey. <laughs> Headed back to the, uh, the wrestling business. You know, I wanted to ask you, I know, obviously, we, we talk a lot of good about the wrestling business. What I wanted to ask you is what's the most obnoxious thing you've seen in wrestling right now, whether it be fans, whether it be wrestlers or, and behavior or something like what is something and granted, I know you probably can't say one or two things, but from your experience, what have what's been the most obnoxious thing? It drives me crazy when fans aren't there to have fun, but they're just there to put themselves over, like bring right. signs, yell stuff, have a great time. But when it gets to the point where you're cheering so much and you're cheering such obnoxious and stupid things, <laughs> like just shut up. That drives me crazy. I'm all for people coming, having fun and screaming. Like that's what it's about. We're here to have fun. Like wrestling's ridiculous. And I mean that in the best of ways, Right. but don't be a douche. Like it, there's a common ground here that we all need to kind of follow. When you have these performers who are doing dangerous stuff or you have me or managers or valets in the ring, we don't want to hear your dumb comments and we don't want to hear your chance. That should have been done like 10 minutes ago. You know, right. so that's definitely something that that gets on my nerves so much, especially when I do in-ring promos, it drives me crazy. And I can only imagine like, like one thing I really respect and I, I, I know you've touched on this before, but like, for example, I, on our Instagram, uh, which is a Kenny for your thoughts podcast on Instagram, you know, I asked what questions do you want to ask Alicia Atute? And you know, it's me like a, a male getting these questions. And yet some of the stuff I've seen that I'm like, wow, 
You know, like I can only imagine, oh right. I can only imagine like what they actually say to you. So uh, have there been fans that are shouting inappropriate things and things that they think they're cool in front of their buddies, but obviously it's just the stupidest thing in the world. You get the dumb stuff where it's like, yeah. not like a, it's not like a you're pretty or anything, but it's like, oh, you're hot, you're this, you're that. And like, I don't care if people are going to be complimentary, like whatever, yeah. but it's just not the right place or time. <laughs> right. like, send, it, send that kind of stuff in. As long as it's not negative or like crosses a line, right. send it in a tweet. Like, I don't care, but is it really necessary, you know? And then people cross do cross a line where it's like perverted and stupid or, <laughs> oh, you only got the job because you're only in the ring because of your looks. Like just wow. stupid, stupid stuff where like, you know, you just want to run out of the ring and like just kick him in the face with your heel but you keep it you keep yourself composed um you got it we're all professionals but i mean you can be having the best day ever and a troll will get to you it's just words hurt regardless of how strong you are like sometimes some days they get to you some days you couldn't you could care less so yeah, I don't know. Just don't don't be mean, people. There's no there's no need. <laughs> right, and, and it's funny. It's I mean, with, with all the work that you've put in since you were a teenager, um, to to build your brand and and to get to where you are now, and to, for people to reduce that to you know, oh, just because she's pretty, she's the ring announcer. It's like the most ridiculous thing I've heard I, I've ever heard. I mean, you've, 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 like, you've worked hard uh, to get your platform the way it is to the point where, you know, MLW probably saw you and was just like, we want her. Like, they, they feel like you add to their organization and not the other way around, you know? So, I mean, that's just, I, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. I guess is ultimately what I'm trying to say. No, I appreciate that. I mean, the main thing I want to always tell these people and sometimes, as I said, like sometimes it gets to me, some days it doesn't. Depends on if you're having a good or bad day. But I always want to say, like, I've been hustling since I was 16. When I was 16, 17, and 18, I went to concerts like six to seven times a week because I needed content and I wanted to practice. And I was at clubs rather than hanging out with friends. I was there interviewing and watching bands perform. Like, I've literally busted my ass to get here. And right. people are like, oh, she's only been in wrestling two and a half, three years. Like, she doesn't deserve to be signed yet, la, la, la. And I'm like, you did not see all the hustle and hard work and, like, ups and downs that I went through to get me to this point, yet alone the, like, thousands of interviews I have hosted and have in my resume. So right. I just say, like, oh, she just walked in and got this opportunity. Like, I'm so, so grateful for the opportunity. And it didn't have to come to me, but it did. So I don't, I'm not trying to come off, like, egotistical, but at no, the same at time, all. like, I've put a lot of work in. So it's like, I've, I always say, like, I've earned my spot. I've, I've done a lot. So. And, you know, eh. they, they, say, they say the people who criticize uh, someone are people that are below you anyway. You know, so it's like those those kind of people aren't aren't willing to put in the work to get to where you got. Because I can I, I know for a fact just from doing a little podcast, you know, I put a lot of work into this. So I can only imagine the kind of work that you put in. Um, so it's definitely inspirational. And I want to thank you for that. Um, um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, like uh, influencing. Like, uh, how does that work? Or how, how did you get into that? And how, how do you like doing that? Yeah, it's super cool. Like, I always say I can't stand the term influencer because I feel right. like such a millennial, and it like has such a <laughs> negative. Right. No, but it has like such a negative connotation, and like, but it's the word you got to use in order to get like more campaigns. But it's awesome. It's given me so many opportunities. Um, when I first started my site. 
BMW approached me and they flew me out to Coachella and LA for an entire week to like drive around in their cars and watch bands play. And then I'm now an influencer for my favorite clothing brand, Shein. And so like every two weeks they send me new clothes that I get to wear for interviews, backstage promos, whatever. And it, all these crazy opportunities come about where you're just traveling. And like I, I was talking before we started uh, rolling here, like I got to go to Finland yeah. as an influencer to, to do social media. Um, I've been to the Netherlands soon because of my work. I'm going to the UK in April, like all because you, you've gathered this, this fan base and people see value in that. And it's crazy. I never thought that I'd be to that point. Like I used to take one selfie a year <laughs> until I had my site. Like I hate, I didn't have social media. I was a hermit. I'd just call my friends and be like, yo, want to hang today? So it was a huge learning curve for me. And now the fact that this is what I do and you, you, uh, get to profit from it in, in many, many ways. It's, um, it's crazy. I never expected this. It's, it's awesome. And I'm really grateful. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm trying to weed through these questions <laughs> and, and so many of them are like, I can't even ask you that. That's just stupid. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so, so I apologize. That's why that's hence the pause. So I guess I have to go back to my questions. <laughs> so um, something I, I do want to do, uh, you know, before we, before we let you go, um, I do want to ask you some rapid fire questions. And so I kind of want to see uh, your feelings on these. So, so let's go. Let's try to see if we can answer as many questions under a minute as we can. All right. So, oh gosh, I'm, I'm so slow. This is going to be brutal. Okay. All right. Favorite Spice Girl? A uh, baby. Uh, <laughs> favorite bubble gum? Um, I have it right here. Hubba Bubba watermelon. Go to drink during a night out. Ginger ale, I don't really drink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, okay, you're on a long trip and you can only play one album the entire time. What is it? The Used in Love and Death. The Used? I didn't know you were a Used fan. That's awesome. Um, iPhone or Android? Android. Surprising, right? <laughs> Take right, that, here. Apple. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons? Timmy Ho's! I was going to say, unless any, if you've not had Tim Hortons, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> So favorite type of movie, comedy, scary movie, ro romance, or et cetera? Comedy or horror. Depends nice. on my mood. It's like a gotcha. solid tie. <laughs> what are you currently watching on Netflix? Uh, you. Freaking amazing. <laughs> you is my favorite show right now. So Absolutely. good. I'm on the finale. I got to finish it tonight. <laughs> the finale of uh, season two? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you're in for Who some stuff. Who would have thought the guy from Gossip Girl would be so awesome? <laughs> The freaking right. man. Advice you'd give to a teenage Alicia Atut. Don't take any shit from anyone. <laughs> and then finally, better interviewer, Brendan or Kenny? <laughs> I'm not answering that. Yes, That's you must. You have, to you have to do it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kenny did more talking, but you both had good questions, so I I don't know. Well, thank I you. We it. both appreciate that. You see, that's that's how that's why she's a professional. I was a test. I wanted exactly. to see if she would build her crowd, and and she definitely built us both up with that. <laughs> so, um, Alicia, I wanted to ask. Um, you know, obviously, again, I work for a local promotion. Like, what would you what would you give? Uh, what advice would you give for someone like myself who's trying to get signed? You know, obviously, with a wrestling promotion or or, or something like that, or and interview people for that matter. Honestly, it's all about showing face because the more that you are out there, the more people will have you in mind. Um, I think the best example of that is I genuinely feel like I would not have hosted at All In or Double or Nothing if I didn't drive however long I did to go interview Cody, 
the Bucks and Kenny Omega when I right. was three months into doing interviews for wrestling. Like I was so scared. They told me yes. I was like, ah, it's happening. And I could have totally like not gone and show face and done the interviews and the work, but I did. And then I think they were like, oh, she's good. Let's bring her in for this other stuff. So show face, be confident, do the research, hustle. Even if you're exhausted and you have stuff to do, get it done yeah. because in the end, it'll definitely be worth it. And the other piece of advice, which goes for interviewing backstage or just like life advice is uh, my dad told me this. He said, you can be given thousands of no's. All it takes is that one. Yes. And that can completely change everything. And that's happened to me like too many times to count where I yeah. felt so defeated because it happens. I'm not going to lie and say like 24 seven, I'm happy. Cause that's just, that's not life. But Sometimes you can be going through those slumps and next thing you know, one no becomes a yes and then everything changes. So just try to be as positive as possible. Failure is normal. Eventually in the end, it'll sort itself out. Yeah, I've always said, um, you know, I've always compared everything in terms of work ethic to like dating. And it's like, it's not about all the rejections you got. It's about the one who said yes and you are married to. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That one that one yes, that one yes can go a long way. You know, it's not all it's not about all the failures because no one's going to remember that. Um, right. but Brandon, I mean, I'm still getting rejected. So I mean, <laughs> you know how it goes. please stop DMing her, Brandon, for the love of God. Uh, oh, I do want to ask you quickly, um, sort of, uh, what's your sort of favorite angle that's going on in MLW and then in wrestling in general, if, Ooh, okay. if you can think of off the top of your head really fast. Yeah. So I've been focused so much right now on MLW. I'll probably yeah. just focus on that too. But, um, there's this really fun angle going on between the Von Ericks and then filthy Tom Lawler. And I'm really enjoying it because they're all so fun to work with behind the scenes. I get to do my Von Ericks promos. Then I get to do my... Uh, Lawler ones and they're just they go at it and it's so fun like now Lawler's dressing like the cowboy like it's it's ridiculous beyond belief so I'm really enjoying that feud right now I'd probably have to say that's like my number one that I'm emotionally invested in right now for sure awesome well Alicia we don't want to take up too much of your time thank you thank you so much for interviewing with us this was so awesome and, and to to interview the interviewer or the best interviewer right now the interview queen herself uh, Alicia Atute, it's been an honor. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It was my pleasure. Yes. <laughs>